the success of our relationships depends greatly on what our attachment style is. If you missed last week and you haven't gone and listened, go over and listen to Discover Your Attachment Style and then come back to this episode. Because, oosh, when I learned about attachment style, my friend, it was like the universe was holding a big old sign up in front of me saying, hey, this is what you're missing, Michelle. This is your next step in growth and healing. Bless those little nudges from the universe and clearing things up. <laughs> Let's figure out today how we can become more securely attached, have deeper relationships, get off the surface level, really understand our partners and our family members and our friends on a completely different level to make this life more fulfilling, more connected with those we love. Welcome back to Well with Michelle, where we find a holistic approach to habits and discipline. It kills me when I see hardworking humans going after their desires without seeing those epic results. Let's shift that scramble, rushed, and overwhelmed day into effective action to get the thing done. We have big dreams and we plan to accomplish them in this community while we also make space for all of life's little joys. Come on, friend, let's grow. Happy Wednesday. I hope the day is treating you well. All right, attachment style. I just want to get right into this. And it was unbelievably game-changing when I learned about this. I'll do a quick recap of how it came into my life. It all started with my therapist saying, Hey, listen, Michelle, you don't learn to feel your feelings. Everything's always going to be surface level. You can always put a happy face on and that's fine, but you're going to miss the whole range of human emotions. And when she was saying that, it wasn't because I was trying to cover up, you know, underlying mental health conditions or, you know, things like depression. I was just at this kind of standard baseline of I always need to be happy. And I genuinely felt like I was happy and I didn't know what I was missing until I discovered it, which is common, right? When I started to explore what she was really talking about, I realized how surface level all of my relationships were. I've got an incredibly close relationship with my family, but it was surface level. I've got amazing friends, it was surface level. And reflecting back on old relationships, romantic relationships, they were very surface level, and it's because I was not comfortable letting people in. These are common traits of an avoidant attachment style. Now, I'm not going to focus only on avoidant today, but just so you know, a little insight, that's where I'm coming from on this angle. But we're going to talk about six signs that you are becoming more secure in your relationships, whether you're avoidant, anxious. Just a quick reminder that these are tendencies. Just because you are currently avoidant or currently anxious does not mean that's you, who you are and you can't change it. So take these bits and pieces and see what applies to you. See little moments where you could improve. Maybe you see some areas that your partner can improve. But remember, we want to start inside, taking our actions, taking our accountability and recognizing where we can grow before we go passing off everyone else's idea of where they should grow based on our opinion. (laughs) Okay, number one, number one way that you start to recognize that you're more secure is that you stop taking everything so personally. When our relationships are filled with insecurities, it's really easy to place ourselves at the center of every single story. 
We make everything other people do about us. Their behaviors are about us. And it's so easy to feel offended when someone behaves in a way that we perceive as threatening or unacceptable. So when we become more secure, it means that we're able to detach from always viewing ourselves as the main character. You know, it's a big thing, you know, the main character energy. And yes, you are the center of your world, but you are not the center of the world. When we allow ourselves to step back and recognize, hey, this isn't about me, it allows us to get clearer and we're less emotionally driven because we've removed ourselves from the equation. We are able to look at what's going on with some perspective. We, you know, we're going to catastrophize things less and we're just going to have an overall more open view of the entire picture instead of focusing in and feeling like it's a personal attack. Number two, ways that you are becoming more secure, a good sign that you're becoming more secure is that you're able to pause before reacting. Learning to pause before reacting to a trigger in a relationship is a freaking superpower. And it's a great sign that your feelings have become more secure. Being able to have that level of emotional mastery allows you to slow down and coach yourself out of overreactions or things like baseless assumptions or the fear-based stories that we would have previously launched us into this protective state, this underlying story of I'm not enough or I'm too much. As a reminder from the last episode, those are the most common bases of the avoidant and the anxious attachment style. Avoidant says I'm not enough in relationships Anxious says, I'm too much in relationships. So if something's triggering us that is coming from childhood of I'm too much, I'm not enough, we're going to go on to this defense. When we recognize those moments and are able to pause and go, that's not about me. That's me projecting my fears over this situation that has nothing to do with me. This pause is not only effective in avoiding blowups, reflecting, growth, The pause holds power, my friend. The pause holds power. Number three, a sign that you're getting more secure is that you raise issues and concerns directly with the person you're having that issue and concern with. The more secure that we become, the greater our comfort level comes with directly addressing any concerns or worries that you have with your partner. So, If you contrast this with a more insecure approach, which might involve, say, ruminating, you keep replaying the situation over in your head, or you're sulking, or you panic, or you overthink, oh my God, are they going to leave me? Maybe you're tiptoeing around that person. Maybe you're disengaging. Maybe you're stonewalling. When you're faced with these stressors, instead of shutting down in some capacity and going internally, you externally express respectfully, hey, this is what's coming up for me. A big part of this that I've learned is learning to trust that your partner cares and wants to hear what you have to say. This is definitely something big that I'm still working on. When I'm having a moment and I'm going into my avoidant tendencies and I have this tendency to shut down and just be quiet until I can fix my own problem, 
I have to remind myself that my partner is unbelievably supportive, that he is always there to listen to my feelings. He never shuts me down. He would never make me say, you know, feel like I was saying too much or being too much. And that can be as simple as just letting your partner know, hey, right now, I really want to shut down and not finish this conversation. I'm going to try really hard to stay here and be present because X bothered me just now. Or as an anxious person, hey, I am feeling extremely overwhelmed. I'm really in my thoughts right now. I'm kind of catastrophizing, think that you're going to leave me over this. Can you just give me some reassurance and then we can continue this conversation? Number four, you stop excusing bad behaviors. As much as we want to give people the benefit of the doubt, especially, of course, our romantic partners, there are certain situations and behaviors that are just plain and simple. They're not acceptable. And the more secure that you become, the clearer you'll be able to articulate and enforce your non-negotiables. So maybe previously in these circumstances, you would have just bought into someone's pleas and excuses of, oh, it wasn't that big a deal or, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And it was just done, but it continues to happen. There's a repetitive pattern of their unacceptable action. Maybe you've even gone as far as making excuses for them. You know, this happened in front of your family. This happened in front of your friends. And they're looking at you going, that's not acceptable. They aren't allowed to raise their voice at you. They aren't allowed to disrespect you. So maybe if your partner is the avoidant tendency, you're going to say, hey, listen, I know that you're having a lot of big feelings right now. I know you're feeling overwhelmed and you want to shut down. It makes me feel very disrespected when you walk away from me. So can you just communicate what you're feeling and then we can come back to this conversation in 30 minutes? Or vice versa, if you've got your anxious partner and it feels a little bit suffocating. It feels like you are just being smothered by them and say, hey, listen, I need a little bit of space right now. I want you to know that you're important to me. I love you. And we're going to come back to this conversation right now. I just need to take myself on a 30 minute walk and come back and I'm ready to speak to you fully present, ready to hear your concerns. All right. So we're not excusing the bad behaviors. We're calling out the elephant in the room. Hey, not acceptable. And this is how we're going to move forward. Are you on board? Really, all this is, is your bullshit tolerance drops significantly. People have to show up in a way that respects other people. We have to show up in a way that respects other people. So checking from both sides. Number five, a way that shows that you are becoming more securely attached is that you feel comfortable voicing your needs. Any of my avoidance that are listening, does that feel uncomfortable as fuck? (laughs) It sure does for me. I don't like voicing my needs. I like to take care of my own needs. I like to just take care of myself and get stuff done. I'm also more than happy to take care of other people, but I don't want other people taking care of my needs for me. Most insecure people struggle to ask for help. Now, whether that's driven by an overly, you know, people-pleasing habit, I don't want to inconvenience others, or it's more leans to a self-sufficiency of, no, I got this. I've always had it myself. I don't need somebody else's help. So an anxious person would tend to lean to overcommitting or overdoing at the detriment of their health. Whereas an avoidant person would have a tendency to be committed to hyper-independence because that's how they've been groomed to believe that's appropriate to show up in the world. That's how they understand love is received. 
Whereas a securely attached person is going to go, hey, listen, I need you to help a little bit more around the house. I'm feeling overwhelmed with the load. Hey, you know what? My workload is insane right now. We've got people on long-term leave and we've recently lost other colleagues. I've got three people's jobs on my plate right now and I need some of the load taken off of me. How can we work together to ensure that we are all working in our most effective sense? Becoming more securely attached is starting to recognize that it's perfectly reasonable to request that your partner, your relationships, your you know professional, personal relationships accommodate your needs you have as a human being. Number six, sign that you are becoming more securely attached as you continue to do the work is your relationships stop being a source of stress. A great sign that we're becoming more secure is that the relationships that we're in feel more like a resting place rather than just a battlefield. Now, that's not saying that you're never going to have arguments or bad days with your partner, but the overarching tone of your relationship is safe and stable rather than you know, tense and volatile and emotionally charged. I know for me in the past, I've had really wonderful partners and I'm very, very grateful for that. And there was definitely plenty of times where in past relationships I felt oh God, like, is this worth the work? And it felt like it just, it, it, it felt like it wasn't. And was like, what, what is this f- feeling? You know, everyone talks about how it's the best thing in the world to find your, your life partner and the human you're going to spend all these special memories with. And I was just thinking like, yeah, the, the special moments are fun. And, but overall it was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, and I would think that thought pretty often. And it wasn't until I started working on this and then I came into my current relationship that I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. It is worth it. It's a thousand percent worth it. But it was because I wasn't regulated. It's because I wasn't learning how to process my triggers. I didn't even realize what was going on. So everything just felt like, oh, like so much emotions and so much overwhelm for me and would just put me into a state of, ugh. Yes, that was the professional term my therapist taught me. The <laughs> Take a moment to reflect and see if you can figure out whether you're avoidant, anxious, disorganized, or a secure attachment style. And see the ways that you can begin to improve. A reminder that it's very, very likely that if you're securely attached, as is your partner, when if you're avoidantly attached, your partner's likely an anxious or vice versa. It's just kind of how we pair up. It's how we tolerate each other's needs. It's the circle of life. I love you, my friend. I hope you found value in this episode. Always here to support. And I would love to hear what you're thinking about the pod. So come on over to Styles Coaching. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your questions. I want to be here to serve you at your highest level. What topics do we want to hear coming up? Lots of love. Talk to you next week. My friend, thanks so much for sticking around. I have something really important to ask you. Are you tired? Tired of putting in the work? You're showing up. You're doing the thing. But the way you're currently living is creating a shell of a human. You're on autopilot and honestly, you're just unsure of when to say enough is enough. Let's look at the simple actions that we can take daily 
so that at the end of the day, you feel accomplished as opposed to just numb with tasks. In just 15 minutes a day, you can learn to take the actions that are essential in your life. You cut out the fluff that's stealing all your time to make space for the things you love. What if you could still go after your big audacious goals and dreams, but also be able to slow down and get ice cream with your nieces or stop over to see your parents, be able to sit down and have a chill night with your partner again? It's time to take back control, and we're going to do it in 15 minutes or less. Join the No Fuss Academy today. Learn how to optimize your day-to-day, to stop that constant feeling of rush, and instead find the actions that are filled with passion and purpose. We're making our days more effective, not to add more crap to our to-do list, but instead make space to laugh and create and move and get back to living your good life. Sign up today. You can find more details in the show notes below. I can't wait to see you on the No Fuss Academy.